Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner. It is brought to you by Big Heads Media. It is going to be a great hockey season uh, coming right up. A lot of interesting things. Uh, Anchor.fm will help you uh, start your podcast and get things rolling. It's going to be a lot smoother when you uh, when you get the Anchor app, and it's so much easier to navigate. Even their online website at anchor.fm is very efficient and you can do a lot of great things with it and i i stand by it myself and i must say it's time to say let's go devils good evening fellow devils fans this is uh, jersey joe corner and this is the pilot podcast right now. So this has been a huge offseason for the New Jersey Devils and the team in general. And speaking of general, the general manager, Ray Shiro, has done so much this offseason from making a big trade for P.K. Subban after the Jack Hughes first overall pick in the first round. And he's done Huge amounts of work, especially adding Wayne Simmons from the Nashville Predators as well as a free agent for $5 million for one year. And you also have the John Hayden trade for John Quenville straight up, which is a fair trade in my view. Um, You also have the Nikita Gusev trade, which is a very big deal in the hockey world where you have a guy from the Continental Continental Hockey League where he's been very productive over there and he's been very good in the Olympics as well for Team Russia. And he has done so much that guys like Ray Shiro have been trying to basically get their hands on him, especially with the KHL scouts are always saying, hey, this guy's got potential, you know, this and that. You know, a kid can shoot, he can pass, he's smart, he can move in on transition, and this is the kind of thing that is going to deepen the top six, and the top six will deepen lines three through four by bumping a guy down each slot. So basically this is a really interesting uh, offseason in general. And looking forward, you know, the Devils themselves are looking to make a huge comeback after a 72-point season, which is nowhere near efficient to go further in the standings. And because you have Jack Hughes and you have Nico Heischer as the two centers, um, Ray Shiro has his... Uh, Crosby-Malkin-type combo, if you think about it in Penguins terms, from Shiro. And then you have Travis Zajac, who is the center, who could be on the third line. And you basically can equate Zajac as the Jordan Stahl on the third line. And having those three centers, adding the strength into the core for several years and if not, um, when Zajac leaves, you can p- plug in another player. And if Z- if uh, Pavel Zaka does very well and they resign him uh, as an RFA, 
you can do a lot with that amount of time building chemistry for not just the first two years, but the first three years minimal to build long-term chemistry. And even though Pavel Zaka was a sixth overall pick in his draft year, he basically was uh, more suited for bottom six role. Uh, and he just seemed like he needed to be gelled in on a different line. And so if we think about the wingers for a second, um, Kyle Palmieri is the first guy that you usually put on the first line. Um, you also have um, Jesper Bratt I would put on the second line right wing. You have Wayne Simmons for line three. For line four, temporarily I have Joey Anderson. And Anderson is a guy that I do see making the team or getting an easy call-up. And then um, for bottom four center, uh, let's call it Pavel Zaka for now because he can be a winger at times. Um, if we talk about uh, the first two left wings, you have Taylor Hall, first line. You have Nikita Gusev, second line. You have third line. Um, you have, I would, I'm thinking about it now. You could put Miles Wood there. And fourth line, um, I wouldn't put Jesper Bofus on line four, but you want him to get third line minutes and maybe second line minutes and shift him depending on how well he's doing. But um, there could be a lot changing within the next amount of months because August is, well, coming to a halt. And you'll have September. And September is when, like, the middle of that month, you have a lot of teams getting players to camp. And um, you need to fill spots before October. So this is important uh, for the team to transition. And to segue over... Um, we need to talk about goaltending. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood, when he got a pretty good start to his uh, first NHL campaign season, it wasn't a full season, but he got a pretty good start, and he won more games than uh, his general manager, Ray Shiro, could expect, especially um, with a depleted defense in uh, Binghamton and New Jersey. He really played up to snuff, and he can be very calm, cool, and collected as a player. And I think when you have him and Corey Schneider balancing each other out, uh, Corey Schneider doesn't need to play 41 games. Um, you can throw in Jill Sen, who is from Switzerland, and Jill Sen can definitely take a little bit of the load off in between, especially if... The Devils, uh, theoretically, are in the top three in the uh, Metropolitan or in the top eight seed, and they got a really comfortable lead. You don't have to play Schneider or Blackwood. You can throw in Sen to rest the, the first two goaltenders. Um, now, I haven't touched on defense yet, but I will in a moment. So... <clears throat> the Devils acquired P.K. Subban. You have an aging 
Andy Green, so Green has less uh, responsibility now because he had someone a lot younger than him and someone more skilled and who is a very good veteran. And the Devils haven't had a offensive uh, defenseman in a long time since uh, Brian Rafalski, if you're looking at points. And so if P.K. Subban can score more than 36 points a season for the next three seasons, he can break that uh, 515-point uh, record of Brian Rafalski's. Um, then Andy Green is more of a stay-at-home guy, but he can quarterback uh, not necessarily a power play, but definitely even strength in the offensive zone and be able to hold his part a little bit. But he's starting to slow down, and that's one of his weaknesses. But he he's gotten wiser, but he has been blocking a lot of shots and being able to put his stick in the lane and take away the passing lanes and shooting lanes. Um, I have to think about Will Butcher as a player on the left side. He's more of a uh, power play specialist. He's a good shooter. I know he's starting to uh, round out his defense, and he just got married this offseason. So uh, with the contract that he already has for about the next three seasons, um, he knows he has a lot of responsibility to provide and make sure the team uh, gets a lot out of him. And I think about the way you have Will Butcher starting to round out as a player. I think he's going to want to build up a better two-way game and be more sounded defensively and cough up less pucks. And he has a guy like Damon Severson or Sammy Vatanen that can be on his uh, right side. And Vatanen, in this uh, perspective, he's a very solid right-handed shot. He can pass the puck. He can shoot it. He can play physically uh, if he has to, and he gets in the lanes, and he keeps players to the outside, which is very good on the defensive zone. And when you have a guy like Severson, he's learning to be more physical, and he's also beginning to improve his defensive game. And he's a guy that was on Team Canada this offseason. So he's been trusted to play as one of their power play quarterbacks uh, on the defensive side. And he's gaining more confidence when he gets these types of responsibilities. And um, I do see um, Ty Smith getting a lot more minutes than some other defenseman this season um he is fast he is smooth he's confident he's patient he's learning how to use his strength and size more even though he's under six foot but he's definitely growing into his body um Connor Carrick this offseason uh he too has been uh building up his strength and working on his speed and agility and 
Ray Shiro traded for him because he knew he saw something that the Maple Leafs had and the uh, the Dallas Stars had someone in him that they didn't think that would fit them in the short term because they were making the playoffs. And so it was a pretty good move for Ray Shiro. I think with seven really good defensemen, it's a good problem to have. Um, to really be honest, I think maybe 98 points, 100 points is the minimal target. Um, having a kid like Jack Hughes and having Nico Heischer um, as the two stabilizers um, really uh, create a lot of trouble for teams like the Rangers and the Flyers because the Rangers are getting faster, they're getting stronger. And I hate to admit it because you have Capo Caco across the Hudson. And then you also have to add the fact that they have Jacob Truba. And so you got to think about how Ratio has been able to counterattack um, the Rangers in this perspective. And then you have the Flyers have so many players on defense that they might have to trade uh, some pieces to get more help on the offensive side, especially with uh, guys like Claude Giroux um, and Jakob Voracek getting older now. And uh, the game is getting younger and faster. And Nolan Patrick can't do it all himself. And there were, were rumors saying Shane Gossespear might be on his way out. And so you never know what um, Philadelphia is thinking. And this could help change the course of like the Devils and Rangers and the Capitals and Penguins as the top teams in the East that can be in the in the top eight seeds in the playoffs if uh, if the Devils and those several opponents make it through the first two Thanksgivings, American and Canadian, and you get to. Uh, New Year's Day by January 1st for those people who uh, can't remember right now uh, th that's my typical cutoff uh, for to see who is uh, very likely uh, making the playoffs around that time because you have January and February and around February you have the trade deadline and the trade deadline you get a lot of uh, GMs talking to agents and other teams, general managers, trying to get intel and see what's up with this guy and if they can pull a trade or if it's not feasible. Um, they usually step off for a little bit. And I think over the time, the Devils will want to add another left-handed defenseman who can be more of a shutdown presence. But, however, I do think realistically, um, Ole Mata might be a defenseman that the Devils are looking at because Ray Shiro has close ties uh, to the Penguins. And then, of course, um, Ole Mata is with the Chicago Blackhawks. And you have so many connections back and forth that the Devils can try and pry a guy like Mata 
who's still a young defender, but he's a veteran at this point in his career, and he's already won a, a several amount of Stanley Cups that he could be worth trading for. And just the confidence in the Devils front office shows that they are giving the fans, and I want to talk to the fans now, that you are given the fact that you know ownership believes in Ray and they want to succeed near and long term and get the team back to the playoffs and eventually win that Stanley Cup and maybe more. So I actually feel very comfortable saying that now because the near long term, things are going to get so much better. And I also like to mention that um, on Anchor's behalf, that they'll help make this podcast um, a lot easier for other podcasters and get distributed very well through places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So it's going to take a lot of uh, work uh, off your own plate, just like I'm doing now. And I couldn't be more excited to do this. And I would like to thank all my listeners here. And this is going to be amazing. And I think this upcoming season is going to be very interesting. Um, having seen the team, you know, not do so well from 2015 and do better for the 2016-2017 playoffs. And then not do so well in uh, the past few seasons. So the team is starting to make strides in the right direction. It's just that um, patience is a virtue uh, when a team rebuilds in hockey. But um, when you have the right management, both uh, ownership and uh, you have your player development, like uh, you have uh, Dan McKinnon, you have... Tommy Fitzgerald as the assistant GM. You have Ray Shiro as the GM. And you have Paul Cashron as the director of amateur scouting. This makes it a whole lot easier when they trust their guys that they hire and they believe in. And so um, when I do another episode, we can talk about prospects and other players that you are interested in and many other events. And by the way, the Devils are going to do a... Uh, beach party type thing at Anchors Bend in Asbury Park, New Jersey. So there's no ticket required, but there's going to be a nice like meet and greet from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And that's from the New Jersey Devils site. So um, thank you, everybody, and uh, let's go Devils.